And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from a kind of sticky Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I'm eating maple candy. My hot take has to do with um, Wimbledon, with the world of men's professional tennis. And here's my hot take, all right? It's going to be a little bit controversial. I'm ready. There are too many fucking Spaniards playing tennis these days. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay, keep going. I was watching tennis yesterday. Wimbledon started yesterday. And, you know, I was watching. I was in Vermont with my folks. We were watching tennis, switching around to all these different tennis matches. All of them Spaniards. And, like, tennis is supposed to be a wor- the world's game. And there are just too many Spaniards. And I'm sick right. of it. I, I don't want to see. I want to see fewer Spaniards in tennis. I'm just yeah. saying that right now. Where are all the Czechs and Turks and right or you know Chinese people. Chinese people. Has China ever had competitive tennis players? Uh, there was that one lady who got disappeared because she oh. said that government official had raped her, yeah. and then they're like, "No, she's fine." Here's a video. We don't know where she having, is. Right. Here's yeah. a video of her having lunch at a cafe four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that is crazy. Um, yeah. okay, so who are the Spaniards? Nadal is Spanish, right? Is yeah, he... it's his fault. I blame him. All the rest of them are young. Uh-huh. He's very famous, and he's very good yeah. at tennis. Yeah, it's his he, fault. He just... I mean, he's the problem. He won the French Open again, didn't he? Yeah. And that was kind of a big deal. Even though he always wins it, he was... That's a clay court, right? That's like his yeah. jam. Yeah. His jam, but he's old and hurt. Mm-hmm. So, how old is he? He's like my age, maybe 30, 38. Fucking ancient. Guys, yeah. So For tennis, it's pretty old. There's actually this really young Spanish guy who's super fun to watch. He's he's okay. He can stay, but the rest of them have got to go. They should have like, they should have a qualification process. It should be like, you know, like a tiered system. Yeah. Where only like the top five guys get to play in all these tournaments, the others get relegated. And they have to go to other countries and live there and earn national citizenship in those countries. Yeah. This is really racist, Sam. (laughs) I don't don't know if you can be racist against Spaniards. Yeah. I think it's like bigoted for sure. Sure. Oh, you're saying because they're not like a specific ethnicity kind of thing? All Spaniards white, question mark. Right. I'm banking on they are. That's this whole premise is based on my belief that Spaniards are white people. Well, I mean. Otherwise, we're in a lot of trouble. Otherwise, we're in a lot of trouble. Uh, I mean, do you think a Spanish person would consider themselves a white person? I guess it depends on their ethnic descent. I mean, there's people in sure. Spain that are definitely of, of the appearance of being Caucasian, but there's people in Spain that have the appearance of a, of a yeah. more Latin. Well, the, the Moors occupied Spain forever. So there's like a lot of 
North African. Um, right. Right. Uh, non-Caucasian. Non-Caucasian. Yeah. So I think that's maybe where we're getting into a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, and with this chain also, they're like, people from Madrid don't consider themselves the same ethnicity as people from Barcelona, people from Granada. Well, there's like the whole Basque region too, mm -hmm. which is essentially is like French though. So that makes them like more white, right? Yeah, but they're like crazy mountain people, I thought. Crazy mountain French people. They're like Appalachians. Apple, yeah, yeah. They're like all, all rednecks on the Basque. <laughs> I think I just said they're like Appalachians, I, I like which is probably racist also. We're cool. done here. We're done, boys. <laughs> Hold up the tent. <laughs> Glad I could be here for the ending. Info, penny, info, pound. That's what I have to say. What? Um, if you info penny, you info pound. We might as well <laughs> double down. I hate the Irish. There we go. It's like Donald Trump. He's like, fuck this. Drive the car no to the, the Capitol. Why not? What'd you, it's, like what? a, it's a colonial sport. Oh, that makes sense, actually. That makes a lot of sense. Wait, I missed what you just said. There aren't any Irish tennis players. Um, like you don't see a lot of Irish people playing English sports. Huh. Okay, what about rugby? Rugby, yeah, they play. Yeah. And soccer they play. But even that, that those sports aren't necessarily as big as their Celtic sports that they play. Sure. Yeah. Like um, like log tossing or something what are, they, what, what are Her Celtic hurling sports? which is kind of like uh lacrosse except for they play it with sticks cool um and then there's like a, sticks? yeah but like there's no net it's just like a shillelagh sort of thing um it's a crazy sport you should check it out sometime it's really cool and then there's like an irish there's like a kind of rugby sort of game that's like a Celtic game, but it's similar to rugby, I think. Run the ball across the field and bash the other guys. Right, smash the guy, like chug some beer and like yeah. fucking yeah. piss blood for eight weeks or something like that. That's the universal. Now we're getting more racist. That's the universal. No, 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 no. That's the <laughs> racist. That's like every culture has that one sport. That's like, I don't know, you just take the ball and bash the other guys in. Um, so I was following a little bit. Looks like Serena Williams lost today. Lost today, yep. Yeah, but but how old is she? She's like a hundred, isn't she? She's also my age, I think. And this was like part of her comeback. She hasn't been competing regularly, Since, something like that. Didn't she win the Wimbledon like three years ago? Two years ago? Didn't she have like a triumphant return to Wimbledon like two years ago? Last year she like the last time she played in a tournament was Wimbledon last year and she got injured. Mm -hmm. So this was she's 40. 40. She's like dead. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I've noticed about tennis is it seems I mean I mean this is true of all sports to a degree, but I feel like tennis is really mentally straining and the amount of tennis players that I've read about male and female who've had like i need to withdraw for mental health reasons is huge because they're yeah. soft yeah right. country club sports it's a bunch of soft fucking pussies playing and they can't fucking handle the pressure is that a hot take that's a hot take 
and and women are inferior to men. Also, we've covered all. I didn't of say that. that. I just said they were no, soft. I'm saying that. I'm saying that. I think that you're wrong. I don't think it's one of the most emotionally taxing sports, but I do think it's one of the more fucking physically taxing sports. It's a fucking hot ass sport. Uh, yeah. Well, and something. I think it's about, both. Something about it's just the, you. Yeah. Exactly. There's you no team. Play. There's no I in team. There's no team in tennis. And like your coach can't talk to you during the game or, or the match. And They're like up in the stands, like, uh, oh, good job, goat guy. I hope you do well. No, there was a rule that like the coach is sitting on this. Sam, you'll have to correct me on this one. There was a rule that the coach is sitting on the sideline, but like can't communicate at all. Yeah, I know that. Right. Like, um, yeah, it's a, uh, it is, it's really, like a football coach because they can't communicate, you know, like, like, okay. they're stupid. They're stupid. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so who's favored to win men, Sam? Uh, it's Djokovic. Djokovic. Is he back, vaccinated yet? Probably not. No. Yeah. Nope. England, England's letting um, him in, though. Wimbledon is not doesn't allow russian players or belarusian players to compete right. and they lost their status as a points giving tournament um so because of that because of that just i mean for this year the world number one men's player right now is a russian dude um and Medvedev. yeah whatever but he's over in ukraine killing people right <laughs> <laughs> Well, we Russia. Two weeks ago, we talked about the Russian government's shady relationship with the World Tennis Association. Oh, yeah. cool. And so the World Tennis Association, Wimbledon is now not a point-giving tournament for world ranking purposes because Wimbledon was like, no, we don't want Russians or Belarusians competing because of the war. And then Russia was like, went to the world tennis association was like okay you guys need to punish Wimbledon. come on what's the big deal exactly because they have let us play the tennis oligarch whatever shady dark russian oligarch money but that's only for one year right or the while that war is going on or whatever until everybody else stops paying attention or whatever right or is that forever wimbledon will no longer be a point like that's not forever um no it wouldn't be forever i mean it's one of the majors yeah that's what i'm saying it's like the big it's like the major major it's the only grass grass court major but it's like the most prestigious major i don't know i mean like everyone has their favorites it might be the oldest i think it is we've looked this up but not by much it's a couple of years uh we looked this up one time it's the oldest and then the australian open is just a few years. Younger. No, the Australian Open is the newest. Is it? We okay. He looked this up like a year ago. Last time Wimbledon was happening. This is the part of the podcast where Thomas starts talking about things you guys have already talked about, and then I have okay. directed to go yeah, back and listen to the fans. podcast. The fans don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> the fans? Yeah, the fans. We have fans. We totally have fans. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have someone you're rooting for, Sam? Um, no, not yet. Just not the damn Spaniards. Uh, there's a young American woman, uh, Goff. What's her name? Oh, Coco, Coco Goff. 
Coco Goff. She went to the US That's a cool Open name. Or the Australian Open final, right? No, which one did she go to? I don't know. French? French was the one. The French one. Open final. And yeah. she got spanked. But she's fun. And mm-hmm. she's young. She's, I think, 19. And just, you know, she's got a really good game. And I don't know if she's going to, like, has the staying power to be a champion. Sure. But, you know, it's been a while. You know, or the Serena Williams fortitude. is our last, last champion. So, like, our last made, you know, big time champion. So. Oh. Uh, what about Naomi Osaka? Is that her name? Naomi Osaka. I don't think she's playing. She, she pulled out. Yeah. I guess she's not American. She's Japanese, Haitian. But I think she grew up in America. She's American uh, born, isn't she? I think so, but she competes under Japan. I believe. I may be wrong about that. Yeah, she's Japanese. Yeah. She competes as a Japanese player. Yeah. Oh. Uh, she's actually going into business with LeBron James on like a marketing deal. Wimbledon, 1877, US, 1881, mm-hmm. French Open, 1891, Australian Open, 1905. Yep. yep, I guarantee you there's an episode of this podcast from probably exactly one year ago today where we did that. that. We did the same thing, yeah. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> it's funny all the things that happened a year ago today. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So it wouldn't have been a year ago. Um, cool. How long has Wimbledon lasting? I don't know. It just started yesterday. So okay. keep us updated on that. I will. Tell us how the Spaniards are doing. Let us know. Yeah. Okay. So we're all rooting against Spain together. I'm excited. Not me. I'm rooting for Spain now. Okay. I'm not. Fuck, fuck Spain. Go. I don't know. France, maybe? Are there any good French players? I don't know. The lady who beat Serena, I think, was French. Yeah, okay. Who has the best chance to beat Djokovic? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, like, I haven't really been paying much attention to tennis recently. That young Yeah, French like who's kid, still around? Like Andy Murray? Or yeah, Andy can... Murray, I think, won his first match, but he's not really a... He won Wimbledon before, right? I mean, he's a, he's a Brit. He has one. Yeah, he's he's British. Is, what's um, uh, what's Roger Federer? Is he still around? No, he he's technically still an active player, but he's only competing in his uh, local. He's basically retired. Hmm. He's he hasn't officially retired, but he there's one tournament that is like a he's like fifty. Like, uh, he's forty. That's it. Yep. He seems like he's been around forever. Yeah. For, he has been. Well, but the I'm thing about tennis players also is like they start, you know, they go pro when they're teenagers. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, he probably hit the pro circuit at 19 or 18. And then, yeah, we've been watching him for, for 20, 20 plus years. 20 years, yeah. I'm rooting for whoever can beat Djokovic because I think that guy's a dork. Yeah. Yeah. He, I watched some of his first match. He's, he's a good player. Yeah, I know he's a really good player. If I remember, right. it's kind of hard to, <clears throat> kind of hard to watch him play and be like, oh yeah, this, this guy's going down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the hard thing. Also, I feel this when I watch the Olympics. Maybe this is just me. I have a harder time rooting against one athlete doing the event, but like I can really root against 
the Yankees, or I can really root against the Dallas Cowboys or something like that. But when it's just one person, it's kind of hard to root against them. To just be like, yeah, fuck that guy. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, also, it's like the other thing is like, you know, tennis, if you spend any time watching tennis and you start kind of start to get to know the game, like when somebody's really good, it's it's apparent, you know what I mean? And and, you know, Djokovic is potentially the greatest tennis player of all time. And so when you watch him play, it's like really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, well, on an unrelated note, I will, don't, but it's sport, sporting, sporting relevant. The, I, my friend is really into the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Oh. So I've been watching a little bit of this playoff run that they went on in, Playoff hockey is like one of the, like, I don't watch much hockey, like, but every time I have an invested, a vested interest in a team in, in the playoffs, I, I'm always like, man, hockey is a fucking incredibly awesome sport. I'm like, it's so <laughs> fast. And be, these fucking people are so, te- you know what I mean? Like, it's always like every, once a year, every three years, I'm like, wow, I'm going to watch hockey all the time. And then I go, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hockey guy now. I know you're but you can, about. but you can also. I feel like you could tell the difference between regular season hockey and like, like high quality watching high quality sports, like watching high quality soccer. I think is like one of those things where I can see the difference between that and low quality soccer. Joel just rolled his eyes and fucking. No, no, no. I totally. Uh, no, I but like when you can see the difference, even the night, you know, even the 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 lay the lay person can tell the difference by watching. It's like that's a that's a cool moment. I think. Yeah. Doesn't happen in baseball as much, although Mike Trout fucking has done things. Anyway, the Aval- so the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, right? They beat Tampa yeah, Bay. yeah, ending Tampa Bay's like dominant, dominant weird. Tampa won two the last two in a row, but 2020 was you know COVID strike season, so I think some people don't necessarily call it a full Stanley Cup ch- title, but they've won two in a row. What if COVID was just a conspiracy by like the Tampa Bay Chamber of Commerce because they knew that their teams could dominate sports? after covid that'd be awesome that would be really impressive because <laughs> you had they just have like some weird like meth addicted seer oracle person that just no they like... sent into a market in Be- in in beijing or something like that it's like where was that yeah. wuhan wuhan yeah. Uh, they're like yeah. there was just like an old couple from tampa that was just like wandering around the fish market like honey honey ask for directions barely <laughs> anybody speaks english <laughs> i'm not feeling well <laughs> and then and that's all they needed rays went to the world series the tampa bay Lightning won two in a row and the Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers on the Super Bowl. Dude, somebody in somebody in Jupiter sold their fucking soul. For <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jupiter's <laughs> on the other side of the peninsula, though. That's I was gonna mention. Oh, hey, Mr. Geography there. I spent a lot of time looking at maps before. <laughs> That's a weird statement about yourself. I don't know what it says, but I'm sure it says something. Uh, Thomas, I got to introduce you. Also joining us as per usual is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. It's not really as per usual as I've missed a lot lately, but you know, that's uh, I'm still happy to be here. I'm still going to keep hitting my piano keys. Ah. Um, I'm, I'm still coming from, from Seattle, where it's we had like two days of 90 degree weather, but now it's back down to like 66 and cloudy. So 
still isn't spring, I don't think. Um, and it's summer. My hot take is uh, baseball tropes are bullshit, man. Like mm. Mariners got in a knockdown brouhaha legit brawl with the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim the other day in Anaheim. It was not just benches clearing, staring at each other and posturing and talking a lot. It was many punches thrown, many people thrown to the ground, multiple ejections and multiple suspend suspensions handed down. Mariners came out of that galvanized. They'd won five out of six on their road trip, coming home to take on the lowly Baltimore Orioles. They were going to see through that they continued this hot streak. Instead, they got the shit kicked out of them nine to two last night. And aside from a lengthy uh, ovation for Jesse Winker in his first at bat, which I actually had to tip my hat to Mariner fans. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, the Mariners got their kind of handed to them in a way that looks like, oh, yeah, that's right. We have no offense and are, we're relying on like three rookie pitchers to get us to a first playoff berth in 20 years. So I'm back to the pessimistic side of the coin with the Mariners. And I just think it's funny, like the kind of like continued tropes of Major League Baseball, like, you know, like the knock him down. We're going to throw inside because the guy hit a home run or he showed up my guy and we're going to do something like that. Like, I don't think baseball players subscribe to any of that bullshit. I think it's hilarious. Then as soon as they get into a big brawl, everybody turns around and goes, Oh, this team's going to be galvanized. They're going to go on a run. This is like a big unifying moment for the clubhouse. And it's just really not going to be that. So I think it's really funny in this world that is quickly spiraling out of control. We have like, we're just grasping so hard at these old fucking adages that are just being proven over and over again to be out of touch and completely in untrue. So yeah. this is kind of a, this is kind of a hot take for me because I'm I'm a big prescriber in baseball, sure. like all the bullshit that is around baseball. Like the game itself is really boring, but I just love like all the crap that's around it for some reason. So anyway, it's a hot take for me. That ball was pretty intense. Dude, it was a rip roaring brawl. That was a good brawl between the. Did you see the John Boy media breakdown? I did the media. Yeah, it was. That was pretty good too. And like, did you? Were you watching the game? That's what I want to know. Did you watch that game? I watched the first inning, and then some shit came up, and I had to go deal with my kids. And then I came back in like the fifth inning, and I was like, "Why is that guy playing?" And I was only kind of like half paying attention. And then Mike Blowers was like talking about, it, and then he's like, "And then they had what happened earlier in the game." I was like, "What happened earlier in the game?" So I like rewound my stream of it and went back i was like oh shit this is what happened and then i've since seen many different angles of it i saw a, a video like somebody shot on their phone from like the field level in anaheim like right where jesse got pinned up jesse winker got like pinned up against the i don't know should we describe it by play moment by it, moment it, or should we just we carry on i don't know shot by shot but there was some funny shit going on in that essentially nine well I'll give you the quick version of it or semi quick version of it. Justin Upton got hit in the head eight days ago, had to go and go concussion. Justin Upton. Yes. The I Justin Upton the that who was, yeah. he was dropped by the angels. Like, I don't know if it was spring training this year or no, it was in the season this year. I can't remember, but he was released and the Mariners signed him to a minor league deal. He played his way up to the big squad or arrived shortly before that series and then came, but then returned to Anaheim where he played many years and was given a lot of money. I think he's still getting money from that contract mm. and was like, 
hit in the head and it was kind of, I mean, it was obviously inadvertent. It was Michael Lorenzen who wasn't even on the angels last year. I don't think there's any history of anything. It seemed pretty inadvertent, but then yesterday in the ninth or two days, the night before the brawl in the, uh, Eric Swanson came in tight on Mike Trout and every twice he buzzed him in, buzzed him inside and then threw something kind of up and inside and Trout had spoke about it after the game kind of unfavorably about how, you know, you need to learn how to pitch if you're going to throw inside and kind of had a little bit of a hissy fit in the media about it. The next day, Phil Nevin, who is the, Nevin, okay, yeah. is the angels manager. And, and they, in that John boy replay, you can see there, like he, the, in that history, he said some shit after they buzzed Mike Trout. Anyway, he started, he, he inserted a, uh, an opener last minute like an two hours before first pitch he inserted an opener to start the game who was a guy who had like two major league appearances was like obviously came in there he threw behind julio's head julio rodriguez being the young mariner sensation and so everybody got kind of grouchy about that but then struck julio out then Winker came up, first pitch, hit him in the ass, and Winker was like, oh, after he threw, after he threw it behind Julio's head, the, oh, both benches were warned. And then he hit Winker, and then Winker was like, he needs to get thrown out, blah, 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 and then the fight. So there's some history to it, but it's it's it was, and it was, you know, entertaining, but it mm -hmm. definitely doesn't, like, bring a team together. I disagree. That's the sort of shit that definitely brings a team together. All right, well, we'll see. Which team? Um, and the other thing Eagles that you should know is that the Baltimore Orioles are beating the shit out of everybody right now. Yeah, they are playing pretty good right now. <laughs> I like. I feel like they've won eight of their last ten games, and they have not been close games. Like they are, they're like somehow scoring runs. Adley Rushman looks like a real deal. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, no, they, they have been pretty hot lately. I, I mean, they had their first winning season since 2017, or two season month. month. I'm sorry, winning, winning month. month. June was a winning month, which is crazy. Like, Mayor, everybody crazy. complains about their baseball team, but you've had a winning month since 2017. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you might be right, but I just like to go with the narrative. Oh, so and I thought it was pretty funny because we just came out and looked so flat. It was like it, George Kirby, who's been lights out for us. He's been a really good rookie, throws really hard. He just got was getting knocked all over the park, and we couldn't hit a thing. I forget who was pitching for them, but he was kind of a little bit of a no-name maybe. Well, you know, I hope you're right, Sam. I think it would be fun, but I don't – I don't. maybe not in this case, but in general, yeah, who knows. And so you think the Mariners are going to come back? Uh, yeah, I think that this is the sort of thing that um, brings together a clubhouse. All that crap. All those same, all that same crap that everybody's, <laughs> this is really going to make them all. It's like, well, it's like you've got good chemistry if, if you're winning kind of thing, right? Yeah. I, it's, you know, sometimes teams need a little wake-up call. And you guys have been playing not great baseball for a while now. Well, and you know, you, you got a team. A team can play. Should be able to anyway. Sometimes all it's need, all you need is like a little kick in the ass. Yeah, right. Exactly. And you know, also that's your rival. That's your division guy. 
a, a division guy. Yeah, I mean, it's funny though because we seem to. I feel like we started having shit with a bunch of people all of a sudden. Like, I forget what team it was. We got into a big staring contest with about them getting grouchy at us or something. Maybe it was Houston. Oh yeah, it was Houston. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everybody in the AL West is throwing at each other's heads. That's fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, fuck it. I the my thing though is that Nevin, Phil Nevin, the manager, the whatever interim manager for the Angels, he came away from that looking like an asshole in my total opinion. turd. Yeah, like I feel like he's a he was a douchebag about that one because obviously, I mean maybe Mike Trout had a point. If you can't hit your pitches, don't throw up and in, but. That was like the eighth inning or something like that. Like there was no way that the guy was trying to hit Mike. No, Trump. yeah, it was late, late in a one-run game. Yeah, like yeah, that's stupid. Swanson was and Swanson tr- struggles with control, and he's like, I, he was like, I was trying to miss up. He right. just missed up and in on a couple. You know what I mean? It's like, sure, yeah, and it was yeah, it was chin music. I see that, but there was no way he was trying to hit Mike. Trout, Trout also sticks his fucking ugly mug right over that goddamn thing. He does. Yeah, that's he's like the he's not he's not as bad as Rizzo. Although Rizzo does, he kind of stands up straight right on top of the play. God, I forgot how much I hated Rizzo for shit like that. I don't mind Rizzo. Yeah, I hate Rizzo. Uh, Who are you? My name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, where the weather's been really nice. Actually, the one one of well, not the one one of the really nice things about my house is I've got a super shady backyard, which means nothing will grow in my backyard, but it also keeps my house real cool, um, even during the summer months, which I appreciate. Okay, That's so- nice. I, I liked imagining your backyard as being like shady, like there's like cars on cinder blocks and like that, weird guys wandering around and stuff. That's true, yeah. <laughs> lots of un, unused- Yeah, super shady back there, dude. Lots of unused needles on the ground. Just but it stays look. really cool. <laughs> that one hobo just like <laughs> hangs out back there. <laughs> yeah, my neighbors unhoused keep complaining about my backyard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we that's nice. That sounds. What's your hot tip? Set off fireworks in the middle of June. <laughs> um, okay, so I was on Twitter. And I spent an entire afternoon categorizing all the college football team nicknames, right? Very long thread that I posted on Twitter, just dicking around, right? Uh-huh. You were, they were, it was organized by type, right? So like taxonomy, yeah. So all these- Feline, teams, I saw the feline. All, yeah, all the cats, wildcats, tigers, panthers, jaguars, right? Uh-huh. All the birds, jayhawks, ducks, roadrunners, golden eagles, all the dogs, huskies, bulldogs, wolf pack, whatever. <laughs> and then like I got like clever with it. So it was like Western occupations, Aggies, miners, cowboys. <laughs> Um, uh, local angry cranks, the fighting Irish, the hilltoppers, the raging Cajuns, right? Colors, the Stanford Cardinal, the Syracuse Orange, they're just colors. Yeah. 
And then, anyway, so I had another group, which was like local militants, right? Which was Minute, the Massachusetts Minutemen, the East Carolina Pirates, the Texas- All the Pirates. Red, yep, Pirates, Red Raiders. And then I put the UNLV Rebels in that category. Running Rebels. Yeah, they're- they're just the, the only the it, it, I found out later after I told my the story the basketball team is the running rebels like the football team is like the fighting rebels the women's team like they all have a different um, something <laughs> rebels it's weird anyway that's not a funny connotation of running rebels because it sounds like they're deserting exactly <laughs> anyway like. After a couple of hours, after I posted what I thought was just like a funny thread, some people on Twitter started yelling at me about the UNLV rebels and how they're not a militant group and that's not where they got the name from. And I was like, what? Where did they get them from? Okay, well, according to these people, they're the rebels because Southern Nevada was rebelling against the state university in Reno which is the Nevada Wolfpack. So like that's the state university is University of Nevada, Reno. And they're like, no, we're the, we're rebelling against Reno here in Las Vegas, which is stupid and bullshit. It's it's a different city. So that's just like, that's just a, that's, these well, people. I, I kind of get it if it were like like Eastern Oregon's got a, a resentment against Western Oregon, right? Like, but you oh, don't nickname your football team as a result. Exactly. <laughs> so like I get like intrastate rivalries, right? But this one sounded weird to me. So then I was like, okay. And then I looked it up and I found out that in 1968, their football team on the football helmet was just the Confederate flag. Like that was their <laughs> Did you bring that up busted. on Twitter? Or? Yes, I did, because I'm like, I don't care, but like here's a picture of your football team. <laughs> it's literally what I was talking about. Nothing <laughs> but the Confederate flag. Like, why are you yelling at me that like and I I like my point is people will yell at you online about the most random ass things like these that's people, not a hot take either they don't even follow me i've they like they had Did they respond to your question about the confederate oh, flag like, well that was just one year and i'm like okay <laughs> it's still a direct correlation it's it's a, it's a <laughs> and fuck? like so the, the original mascot was a wolf named uh, General Beauregard after the Confederate General Beauregard. And then they wow. had rid of that mascot. They were right that they only had one season where they literally wore the Confederate flag on there. And it's based on a Confederate general, but yeah. his role in a mythical wolf army with the wolf pack of right. northern Nevada. The wolf pack. Yeah, this is like a this is like fanfic, fan fiction gone like. <laughs> but then they it's got like weird of, racist fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then they got rid of that mascot, and I actually learned a lot about the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, just because these these random people were like they had to be waiting online searching for keyword yeah, keyword searches. 
bad mouthing their university for random ass reasons. Anyway, it is like Confederate. They had to tear down because they got rid of the wolf mascot and replaced him with the Reb, who's just like a Confederate general guy named the Reb. And in 2021, they had to tear down all the statues of the Reb on campus. So as of right now- Oh man, they're just destroying history. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Anyway. Confederate flag, but like we didn't mean it as like the racist one. We meant it as like fuck Reno. That's all. Right, and then here's the yeah, fuck <laughs> Reno. yeah, that's exactly what that is. And then they kept being like, "Why are you triggered by this?" And I was like, "I'm I'm not triggered by this. You started it. <laughs> well, you started it. Uh, by by grouping them in with my stupid." college football Texas. (laughs) I'm going to revisit that. Anyway, fuck UNLV. That's my hot take. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Um, It's a racist university. It's a racist university, yes. (laughs) I remember when, yeah. Their their basketball team, they ran in in the 80s. They were really good. It was the early 90s. Was it the early '90s? And they beat. It was like Stacy Ogman and uh, Larry Johnson were like. They beat Duke, like they. They know they went and they lost they to won. Duke in the in the final, yeah. but they had like it was a cool team, and they were they Jerry Tarkanian was like chewing on towels, but right. then it came out that they were like really deeply connected to gambling, and I think Jerry, Jerry Tarkanian had some questionable moments in his history, so they kind of turned out that they were like maybe not the greatest thing, but they were fun at the time. But they only had one good year because all their good players like. I guess they've been been relevant in other times, but that was when they first showed up. And I don't maybe they had two seasons of Larry, relevancy. Larry Johnson was really good at that time. Stacy Ogman maybe was on it. Yeah. Um, I, I want to give a shout out uh, to everybody who has been listening to this show. Thanks very much. Uh, make sure that you're following us on Twitter because you know if you want to yell at me for making my like it wasn't even an insult to their damn school i wasn't saying anything bad about their school uh but if you want to get at me yell at me at twitter at dump on the up follow us you on, didn't lump them in with a wolf pack did you no they were lumped okay. in with like the mississippi rebels which is also racist would fine but like i'm not like who cares tennessee Vol- at least they're not denying it exactly exactly uh, basically, if your mascot was a dude with a gun and you weren't the Cowboys, you were in that group. Why weren't the Cowboys in that group? Because I put the Cowboys, in, they could have been in that group, but I put them in like Western occupation. Occupations? Yeah. With oh, right. and Aggies. Mm-hmm. And then Huskies are dogs, Cougars are cats, Ducks are birds. Beavers are woodland creatures along with gophers, badgers, wolves. Did you have a sea creatures or like what about gooey ducks? Oh, see, I didn't go into like um, division two. I only did the 130 uh, teams that division one. Football. Yeah, because the gooey, because there's only one, uh, the yellow that, that would have saved you a lot. What the yellow jackets are the only like insect in that division or like georgia tech 
Yeah, Digitech. My favorite is demonic entities, the sun devils, the blue devils, and the demon deacons. The Wake Forest demon deacons have truly a nightmare of a mascot. That's like having <laughs> well, it's like the whole the title, like Wake Forest Wake Forest Demon De It sounds like a like a <laughs> fucking movie, like by I don't know, some scary director. Yeah, Wes Craven pre presents the Wake Forest. Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> Wes Craven presents Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Uh, that would be good. If I have, uh, I'll have more time. I'll get into the gooey ducks and the, uh, God, there's some great, crazy uh, Division Two teams. Banana slugs. Banana slugs. That's another one. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll have to do that. Um, all right. Do you there's a lot of colleges in this country. So there's a lot of colleges. Call yeah. Time. That could take me a long time. The rest of your life, maybe. Yeah, probably. I got time. Uh, do you guys want to talk about baseball and the United States Senate Judiciary Committee? Yeah. Color me intrigued. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read straight out of this is from the uh, Athletic uh, today, this afternoon. Quote, bipartisan members of the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee have sent a letter to the nonprofit advocates for minor leaguers requesting further information on the antitrust exemption and its interplay with three developments in baseball, the pay structure for minor leaguers, the MLB orchestrated reduction in the number of minor league affiliates. Remember, what was it? Was it last year or two years ago where they reorganized minor league and cut a bunch of teams? Um, and the state of MLB's international amateur system. Quote, this bipartisan request for information will help inform the committee about the impact of this exemption, the antitrust exemption, especially when it comes to minor league and international prospects. We need to make sure that all professional ball players get to play on a fair and level field. Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican Iowa, said in a statement, MLB's special antitrust exemption should not be imposing labor with contraction problems for minor league teams and players. Baseball is America's pastime, and that means more than just the major leagues. Antitrust laws are meant to prevent businesses from engaging in anti-competitive practices, but Major League Baseball has held its exemption since the Supreme Court ruled in 1922 that Major League's business did not meet the criteria of interstate commerce. So, Question for you guys, is this the beginning of the end for Major League Baseball's antitrust exemption status? I hope so. I don't I hope understand so. The, the difference between them or how the Major Leagues runs the minor league okay, system. So, so another, nobody else can form a major league, base, a, a baseball major league in the United States, right? Football? Mm -hmm. You've got the XFL. You've got the USFL. Uh, what was the other one that we had for like a couple of years? Like every couple right. of years, someone will try to make like a, a, a bootleg NFL league and try to make it work and it never does. But they right. it's illegal to do that for baseball. You are not allowed to make your own major league of baseball. 100% understand that, but I don't understand how is it 
as how it pertains to minor league baseball because is it that minor league baseball exists as its own entity but most of the controlling interests are owned by major league franchises because there's minor league teams that have no connection to major league franchises right there used to be uh and yes there are um okay i'm gonna right. from uh jeff passen uh aka howdy doody sam's favorite espn commentator Right. Um, he says he probably is my favorite ESPN commentator, but that's not saying much. Right. <laughs> he says everything in minor league baseball stems from the exemption. Major league baseball sets salaries unilaterally. It makes rules unilaterally. It issues discipline unilaterally, and it's what makes the judiciary letter so potentially transformative. It's relatively narrow scope on minor league baseball. Blah, 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 hold on. Um, uh, enacted in 1998, the Kurt Flood Act provides a cutout to major leagues exemption for labor matters, but that applies only to major league players, extending the same protections to minor leaguers because the minor leaguers are not in the union or any union, they are not unionized, would change baseball transform everything in the minor leagues. So that's a potential thing is that if the minor leagues unionize and you know I'm a union guy, that will change the entire pyramid business structure that Major League Baseball has. Because they could theoretically take control of a team or multiple teams and kind of create their own league with just high quality, high qual like they could make it what they want to make it. Potentially, yeah. Um, like, and you used to have this in basketball, right? You used to have the NBA and the ABA, and then they they uh, merged. Same thing in football, actually. The NFL, AFL, NFL. Yeah, and then the AFL just became the AFB. Um, but it, it's a weird exemption that Major League Baseball has. Um, Bernie Sanders really wants to get rid of Major League Baseball's antitrust exemption. Uh, he introduced last year the Save American Baseball Act, which would have stripped uh, MLB of its exemption. Major League Baseball's antitrust exemption has been challenged in court on multiple occasions, including as recently as three months ago, when four former minor league affiliates filed a lawsuit in Manhattan against minor league reorganization that specifically called out antitrust exemption. Um, so there's a lot going on here. I guess, like, it's absurd, in my opinion, that Major League Baseball has this exemption. They shouldn't have it. Like, it, it, I've read that decision from 1922. It's a weird decision that the Supreme Court said. It's basically baseball is too important to America um, to, to, to subject it to antitrust laws. Because um, before then you had a players league in the 1800s, the American League and the National League were competing against each other. Um, I guess you had the Negro League. It's weird that that never changed. I don't know. Um, I get, I'm yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out what 
the point was at the time that they were like, why would we want just, I mean, aside from the fact that they just want to have controlling interests of all labor and. Yes. I mean, that's essentially it. And I mean, the other thing, which I think is interesting. So the U.S. Senate every once in a while has threatened to take away the exemption from Major League Baseball. The last time that I know about it was the 1960s, 68 or 69, when the Kansas City Athletics moved to Oakland. And Missouri's senator was a really powerful senior senator. And he was like, baseball is either going to start a new team in Kansas City, or I'm going to take away your, your exemption. And that's why we have the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm wondering if, if it's got something to do with that also. The other issue is, and um, I should bring up, where is that book? It's actually right just beyond my arm right now. I've been reading Baseball Cop. Actually, I, like last year, I read Baseball Cop. And he talks a lot about the shady practices of getting international players into the Major League Baseball. And that's another thing that this committee is specifically looking at. Um, you know, basically who's getting paid off to get these Dominican players into the country to play for Major League teams. So there's that issue also. What, but I mean, like being, being a Minor League Baseball player sucks. Like you make like $400 a month or something like that. Could they make? Could they unionize as the antitrust sits today? I mean, they can do whatever they want, right? They could unionize the minor leagues at any point. I don't know. That's a really good question because Major League Baseball has a union, and for some dumb reason that I don't know, the minor leaguers are not members of the same union. Can't they start their own? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, they haven't. No, obviously. And I'm assuming that because there's nowhere else to go with your labor, it would be pointless, possibly. Um, the most logical, blah, 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 the unionization of minor league baseball players certainly makes sense. A 5,000-person block of workers band together to negotiate for better outcomes. Uh, if minor league players strike, what would happen when big league players get injured? It would be a disaster for MLB. So why unionization is difficult. It's especially difficult among a wildly disparate group whose politics tend to lean away from unionizing. It's even tougher... Sorry. It's even tougher due to a simple truth about baseball. Minor league baseball's nature promotes selfishness. Players are climbing over one another to reach the major leagues. It's yeah. not a job in which any worker wants to stay. Long-term employment conditions are not a priority. The incentive structure is inherently egocentric. But what yeah. major league baseball has perpetuated in its uninterrupted mistreatment of minor leaguers is a very angry group of employees. The true extent of their commitment to the cause is unclear, but they believe there is right and there is wrong, and they are very clearly right. 
Hmm. Yeah, like you, you don't think you're going to be in the minor leagues long, so that's why you would never think to buy. Like I'm not going to waste my time trying to unionize. I'm trying to make it to the major leagues. Yeah, yeah, and even then, you're going from double A to triple A, and then back down, and then back up. That would disrupt right. on its own. Have to be through the whole minor leagues that it was. Yeah, and there's five thousand, uh, approximately five thousand minor league baseball players. Um, It'd be and, pretty easy, actually, to be like, "Hey, like you're in you're in single A ball, you should buy into the union. It, yeah. It'll help you out. You, at least if you don't make it to the major leagues, you'll get a retirement fund, right? Or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, something. You for long enough. Stupid minor leagues. You should unionize. Well, they should unionize. My question: So, basketball and football, though minor leagues are college right because they don't have a minor league system because it's too expensive basketball kind of does um but they need like what college sports is is a free minor league for them so if you unionize the minor leagues i'm curious like would it would major league baseball start to depend more on kids coming right out of ncaa um, but that doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't. Know. It doesn't progress like that. It's not so linear. I don't know. Right. And just Basketball and football. You have got kids coming out of college making an an immediate impact. Right. Baseball. It's not really like that. Like you could not have minor league football because your knees would be shot by the time you players know. wouldn't even make it to the to yeah. The NFL. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. I don't know, man. Like. I, I, but ultimately, like, I, if the anti, like, if the if if minor leaguers could unionize and you could figure that out, then who gives a shit? Like, I kind of like baseball not changing. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, right. like, I don't give a shit about their antitrust shit because if somebody else is like, look at, I mean, there's all kinds of like wacky baseball. Like, you can see crap on instagram on fucking sport you know what i mean like there's like people doing like wiffle ball shit and then there's like the guys that are doing like weird dance routines while they pitch you know what i mean like there's all these like kind of weird i don't know they're baseball leagues but they do like different versions of it all these kind of like fly by night fucking dog and pony shows where they're playing baseball it's like i don't need that Right. infiltrating major league bait like i don't need the mariners all of a sudden doing some like weird hokey ass shit because that's what's going to get people to come see them more than the wiffle ball team down the street you know what i mean like i i don't like that right like the savannah bananas yeah i think that's maybe what it was where they do like the weird dance routine and then he pitches and shit like that i've seen their videos and i'm really confused about them like what must it be like to play against them it must suck but I think it's in like a wacky league. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like you could start like a league with like wacky teams that do like wacky things. And then like people are like, this is so much fun. We're going to the baseball game. But like, it's not like boring baseball. They do fun things like put pies on their heads when they're running from second to third base. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't need that in my baseball personally. So. I don't know. I might need that in my baseball, like a Harlem Globetrotter style. <laughs> yeah like i don't that's like yeah basketball you know what i mean basketball like, yeah i, I, I just mean, like dodgy old people sitting around fucking listening to the radio watching the baseball game and eating like sunflower seeds or something like that I, I like that i don't give a shit i don't need i don't know pace of play crap you know it's like i don't care about any of that just give me a slow ass baseball game 
Totally. My best guess is that the Senate is trying to send Major League Baseball a message about two things, about how are you treating minor league players and how are you treating international players? I think those are both pretty, that, that's a pretty appropriate statement to make. Yeah. Oh no, Sam. That's why you're so sad lately on this, the last, the Guerrero, Red, Blue Jays beat the Red Sox. Oh yeah, anymore. the Red Sox game. I saw it coming from the eighth inning. I saw it coming. Okay. They just get, they had, uh, they had Hansel Robles swarming up and I knew it was over. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That guy sucks. He's got to go. They got to drop him. They'll drop him at the end of this road trip, I think. Uh, He has has six blown saves, and he's not even our closer. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Uh, uh, My boy Johnny Cueto gave up back-to-back home runs to Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Those guys are good. I know they are good. And the Angels are still going to finish below the Mariners. I'm going to finish fourth in that division. My favorite, one of my favorite things about that fight, about the fight the other night, was that Anthony Rendon was leading the charge from the Angels' bench right. like, with a, in a cast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to know my favorite thing from that fight that I forgot to bring up earlier is that uh, Angels relief pitcher Archie Bradley broke his elbow <laughs> during that fight. Oh, did he break his railing. elbow? He broke I, his elbow climbing over the railing from the dugout. To like I saw him totally fight. eat shit. That was hilarious. <laughs> that, He'll be out at least two months. <laughs> one month before he could even start throwing the ball again. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I saw him fall, and it was a pretty wacky fall. Luis Torrens, the Mariners' second catcher and sh- shitty DH, hurt, him, hurt his shoulder in it, but I don't think it was as wacky. I didn't see where that happened. Who who is the Mariners manager? Scott Service. Scott Service. That was the funniest part when I was watching that video. Like he was like getting into the scrum. He was right in the middle, got like on the bottom of the pile. He got like pile drive. It was like all covered. I like the, the people are like making memes of him, like standing there with his shirt untucked, and he's all like dirty. <laughs> Disappointed dad. Disappointed dad. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right, well, I don't know. I don't know if I got anything else to say about this. I'm keeping an eye on this because I think it'll be interesting. I think if it helps, if it helps people that are not getting paid well, that's great. I think that's the idea. Aside from that, I'm sick of changing for baseball. They didn't mention Cuba, but I'm wondering if they're thinking about Cuba also because that's human trafficking, right? Like, is Major League Baseball involved in human trafficking to get players out of? Cuba, essentially. Yes. Yeah. What, how do we stand on embargoes against Cuba at this point? Because like Obama, like was like it's open, and then Trump was like, no, I hate those guys. And now but, didn't they kind of reopen it again? I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't like know. United Airlines flies there or something like that. Do they? I don't know. Yeah, there's like some weird airline that just always is flying in and out of Cuba all the time because they got some deal with Cuba, and everybody's like, eh, okay. Sweet. I want to go to Cuba. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I think that's what they're looking at. I mean, the, and the Dominican players also. Um, like, because basically what's happening in the DR is that there are these dudes who say that they're their agents, but they're basically hustlers. And so the, 
the players make a contract with the MLB teams and then, you know, 75 to 90% of their uh, initial signing goes to their quote unquote agent. And it's basically blackmail. Hmm. In, um, in the Dominican Republic? At the Dominican Republic, yeah. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's like Major League Baseball is in bed with these people and they're like, oh no, it's the development. This is like money going to development of baseball in Latin America, but really, but it's, it's really just going like, to street people, street dogs. But... It's like how to convince, you know, these children to like yeah. sign for pennies on the dollar. Right. Right. 17 year olds, 16 year olds signing contracts and 900 of thousand of the million dollars goes to their, you know, agent. Right. Where, well, like 25,000 of their $50,000. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they were like a kid out of American high school, it'd be like $3 million. Yeah. Is that why they shot David Ortiz? Um, no. Why did they shoot David Ortiz? We figured that out, didn't we? We might have had a harebrained theory about it. No, no, no. It came to light. There were a lot of harebrained theories about yes. it. <laughs> Um, that was in the DR, wasn't it? Yeah, it was not mistaken identity. Not mistaken Actually, identity, but somebody was. being like, "Hey, I, you owe me money, David Ortiz." Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was. The, the, <laughs> the details of who thought that David Ortiz owed them money is to be TBD. TBD. Well, we just got to get Manny Ramirez on the podcast and. Tell I saw him. a funny picture of like. It was like a bunch of Red Sox kids that were playing baseball together. But it was like David Ortiz's kid, Pedro Martinez's kid, Keith Folk's kid, Manny yeah. Ramirez's kid, and uh, I forgot the other one. Oh, it was he wasn't a Red Sox, but uh, Gary Sheffield. Oh, interesting. It was a funny picture. I like Gary Sheffield. All right. Luis Babu just hit a 444-foot home run. That's cool. He's great. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I'm going to go see how, what's happening with the Mariners, see if they've been galvanized by their... By their fight. And they've got all those suspensions, yeah. though, too, also. They are... They're appealing them all. Oh, good. They should. 0-0 zero, zero against the Orioles. Top of the fourth. In the top of the fourth. Wow. Yeah, Julio got, Julio got suspended for two games, and he didn't even throw a punch. Wait, he just got thrown at. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? It's bullshit. Well, he's. I guess he swung and missed a few times earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've done this for an hour, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. Follow us on all your social media applications: Twitter at Dump on the Ump, Facebook Dump on the Ump, Instagram Dump on the Ump. Uh, Got a WordPress blog. Maybe I'll put up all those fucking college football team names up on that WordPress blog, see if UNLV fans start to troll us. Uh, I'm going to go back and look at that on Twitter. You should. It's pretty funny. For uh, Thomas and Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet babe, I'm going to leave you. And the time-